Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. That's why I'm going to direct this verdict and find this here defendant guilty. God! Alistair, that was terrific. Terrific? Bloody genius. You're not going to top that one. Wouldn't be the first time I've had the clap. Lorena. You ghosted me, Waldo. I ghosted everybody. Look, I'm here on business. Alistair Pinch, the actor. Killed his wife. Guilty. Maybe he killed her, maybe he didn't. I don't think he even knows. The guy's a blackout drunk. Deplore drinking alone, so I have a double. The network's got a lot riding on him. Mr. Waldo! They're looking to hire a PI. I'm retired. Come on, let me bring you back into the real world. What would I even do with the money? Where's all your stuff? Cut myself down to a hundred things. And you kept that hat? What say you, detective? Will you return to your mountain and leave me to the fates? Will you stick around long enough to see the police maybe get it right this time? Princess Osma, where did you come from? Welcome to Kindergartens of the Rich and Famous. Death must have shocked the hell out of this place, huh? Come meet me tonight. We can talk then. Do you trust me? Why should I trust you? Is there anything you're not remembering, Alistair? I have gotten married, fathered children, and taken out mortgages and not remembered. You do realize that everyone is sure you did this. Officer, they're going to arrest you. Go put some clothes on. Don't be silly, love. The network will adore me in this wardrobe. Anyway, if it's good enough for Wacko Jacko, it's good enough for me. Can't you tell when a girl just wants to have a drink with you? Buckle up. Okay, look, I'm a pacifist and I refuse to get involved. Have you had enough? I've had enough. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Pekovich, and this is episode number 406. Releasing February 4 across the US in select theatres on demand and digital is Last Books, a crime mystery that stars Charlie Hunnam as Charlie Waldo, a disgraced cop turned recluse who is lured back into the criminal world of Los Angeles when he's asked to investigate whether egotistical TV star Alistair Finch, played by Mel Gibson, killed his wife in an alcohol-induced rage. An entertaining and witty whodunit told with intrigue, smart and charismatic performances, Last Looks also marks the latest film from director Tim Kirkby, who I'm glad to say joins me now on the podcast. Tim, I thank you so very much for joining me today. You're welcome. Nice to nice to talk to you, Matthew. Absolutely. You know, this movie has been a, a long time coming, hasn't it? I mean, you shot in Atlanta back in 2019, and now we have the release just a, a day away. I'm sure from your end, it would be great to to see this uh, your film out there, ready for people to watch. It's been uh, it's been a few years. 
Totally, yeah. I mean, you know, in the, in the heady days of 2019, pre-COVID, pre-lockdown, where you can mm. just fly around and and mix and mingle. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited. Uh, it has been a long time coming and we sort of got caught up in the whole uh, holding pattern of, of 2020, um, you know, and, and so it just sort of sat on the shelf for a bit. But I'm really, really excited. It's it's um, it's finally coming out because I'm a, uh, it was a pleasure to uh, and an honour to to make it with um with the cast that somehow you know managed to join on board and <clears throat> yeah it was a pleasure and I do, you know I'd always wanted to make a film in Los Angeles um, mm-hmm. about Los Angeles um, and and with the sort of contrast of you know Idlewild and Waldo's Woods just outside I, I loved the you know the fact that he had to come into LA then out and he was in and out uh, so it's got it went between stillness and then chaos stillness and chaos um so yeah no and and um and the you know the storyline of Charlie uh, Wardo was fascinating because um you know I, I I very much kind of look for stories uh from the underdog um you know the kind of the broken the fallen angel mm. um and uh, you know, it's it, I always find their their story most interesting because you know what sequence of events led them up to the point that you find them, and sometimes you don't know, and sometimes it sort of it leaks out uh, in the narrative. So I, I loved the character. I thought he was very um, intriguing, and then you have def- a very sort of what? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, he's definitely a very interesting protagonist, isn't he? Because you have kind of like the whole disgraced cop angle, but usually disgraced cops in movies turn to some type of alcoholic or or, or something or, or another of that kind of uh, vein. But here we have uh, this guy, Charlie Walter, turns into a minimalist and a pacifist, and he spends his time meditating and trying to live his life with uh, only 100 possessions. I mean, it's such an interesting kind of uh, deck of cards to play with, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. You can sort of go one or two ways, really. Um, and it, it's all to do with him trying the pursuit of quietening his mind. Mm. And, you know, in, in the sort of, <clears throat> in, the, in, the, in the opening scene and, uh, and, and the opening sort of scenario, uh, he, he's it, it's trying to sort of present a very peaceful um existence but but there's something not right about it because if I wanted to do that I, w- I would have put I would have chosen a very green blush sort of beautiful forest but I chose this quarry because I just wanted the the, the idea of uh solitude um the fact that Waldo can't quite disconnect he can't quite go to the the green forest and the the rabbits running around and just this idyllic waterfall. He can't quite go there because because of this thing, this psychological bondage to an event, event in his past. Yes. Um, so he's seeking, you know, freedom from from something, uh, and yet his idea of freedom is sort of uh, being surrounded by nature. So, so I guess we 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 find him halfway through a process, you know. A, 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 a catharsis he you know but he's by no means there like you know if if i think the film starts and he's been there two years mm. 
you know, it might be a sort of six year plan just to free himself from this guilt. Um, but we find the character frozen in trauma. And, and, and as the film progresses, we understand and learn what that trauma is. Um, I find the interesting thing about Char- uh, Waldo, Charlie Waldo, is that to be able to play him, you're going to need a char- an actor who can play kind of like the kind of mellow, reflective kind of side to his character, but then also almost kind of like in a, at a drop of a dime, it can re- kind of revert back to kind of like his more uh, uh, city, uh, you know, dogged kind of cop ways that, that, that was so much part of his being. And I, I guess I imagine having an actor like Charlie Hunnam, who's terrific in a role, would have been just so good because he just does um, both uh, both elements to his character so well, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you've got the Sons of Anarchy, Charlie, and then you've got the person who is incredibly chilled um, and and sensitive uh, and cool and laid back. And, and um, you know, like myself, you know, we, we the Brits in LA, you know, you feel slightly kind of, you know, LA is sort of full of people who aren't from LA, mm. um, and so there was a lot. And when I when I met Charlie, when I sort of connected to the screenplay, and I went for a beer with him um, at a British pub in LA, which was quite amusing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we sat there and had a pint of bitter, uh, and we spoke about it. And I just thought, well, here's here's a really interesting actor because he's very careful about what he says yes to. Yes. Um, and he's very much looking for parts that will uh, explore his craft, but also expand it as well. And you're right, he can draw on a lot. He's, he's got a really, you know, fascinating backstory. Um, so it, it was a really, really good fit. And But also he's incredibly open as well. He was very, very much like, I'll, I'll do anything, you know, whatever you want. And we tried, we formed some of the, the character character moments together and, He's very instinctive. I think he pitched it really well. It was lovely to see, actually. And then when he um, when he shaves, oh, hang on a minute. Is this a spoiler alert? Uh, I don't think a, a shaving of a beard. I mean, in, <laughs> in a trailer, it starts off with him having the beard and it ends without having the beard. So it's not so much of a spoiler. I guess it's the same in The Mandalorian when he takes his helmet off. You've right. got to, at some point, you got to say, okay, well, Charlie, when he shaves his beard off, it's like looking at a different human being. Yes, and that's because he he is a different person. He is a he's the whole point is is that the beard gives him security, um, and then he sheds it, uh, and then he's and then he's this sort of like this spring chicken that that is sort of let loose, um, and you see a bit of the twinkle back in his eye. Mm. Um, so some of that pain he's been managed to sort of throw off himself, but um, so that was really interesting, um, and you know. Obviously, yeah. So it it was um, brilliant trying to work through Waldo's story. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by 80s Tees. 80s Tees is an online retailer of licensed t-shirts and pop culture gear from your favourite movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games, comic books and musicians. Celebrate your inner 80s nerd and click on the link in the show notes below to get the raddest retro t-shirts delivered to your door. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Founded in 2012, Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes. 
Loot Crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates, produce interactive experiences in digital content, and film original video productions. No matter what you geek out about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. To get your very own exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is also brought to you by Voodoo. Watch the latest movies and TV shows anytime, anywhere. No subscriptions, no contract. Enjoy stunning quality in up to 4K ultra high definition at home and download and watch on your mobile device as well. To rent and buy from over 100,000 titles or watch thousands of movies free with Voodoo Movies on us, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. Now, back to the show. Um, Speaking of uh, Twinkle in the Eye, I wanted to talk about uh, Mel Gibson's performance as Alistair Finch. What I love about watching this um, performance from him is that it reminds of the the comedic side of Mel Gibson um, that, you know, we've seen so many times before, like uh, in the Leaf Weapon movies, uh, Air America, Maverick especially. Um, It's great to see that again on screen. Um, what's it like working with Mel, especially when playing a performance like this, that the man certainly they really go over the top and really kind of tap into that comedic side of him that uh, I think a lot of people kind of uh, miss from uh, Mel? Yeah, well, you know, Mel's a, a, a real life force. I, 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 he's, he's hilarious. He's so funny and so sweet and so smart um, that he's kind of... <laughs> He he's just has this very, this extraordinary amount of energy and it, it just incredibly funny. And, and, and so it, it came very naturally to him. Um, and we would talk about references from uh, old British sort of Shakespearean actors like Oliver Reed, who mm. you look at some of the interviews, you know, Oliver Reed was just this, Again, this genius, but but just this kind of alcoholic genius who right. who didn't really didn't really care what people thought of him. He was just there. He was and Richard Burton, who who was sort of polluted by his demons and and gave up drinking and and then Peter O'Toole, this very flamboyant figure. So I think it was an opportunity for Mel to to try something different uh, and and sort of add comedic moments. And there's some lines in the in the film that are. 100% his. He'd come up to me and say, what's, what's British for, like, cops, police? And I'd go, the pigs, rosers? And he'd go, yeah, rosers, let's do rosers. Um, like the Town and Country magazine, you know, he was like Town and Wanker magazine. Like, <laughs> he, he, he would just, like, he, he just has a very, he's very plugged in. He's just very uh, in tune with the script and the character. Um, and, and we'll try stuff and and gets excited trying it and wants it to be good. You know, he wants he's a he wants it to be really, really as good as it can be, wants direction, wants a collaboration. Um and 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 was just a pleasure, really, because you know it's it's Mel Gibson and he's put down this extraordinary career um that everyone loves. Um and he's very commanding in front of the camera. And one of the, the the best directors, you know, out there. So, um, but he's just a guy, you know. He's just a guy who who wants 
who talks about lenses and talks about editors and you know he loves it he loves it and it was a pleasure um so the script is written by Howard Michael Gould so it's based on his novel essentially I think he's written two two novels so far kind of like in the Charlie Waldo kind of series of a book of books um when you received the screenplay have you read the book beforehand or is this the first time you come across um, um Howard Michael Gould's kind of a Waldo world uh so to speak yeah, no, it's the first time I came across it. And um, I prefer it that way round, really, yeah. because um, it's a couple of films, uh, projects I've done in the past where I've read the screenplay and then realised it's based on a book. Um, but, yeah, so I read the book, and obviously the book has much more detail in and it's it, you can, it takes more time and, you know, beautifully written. But it was great that Howard was the screenwriter as well because... I thought he'd be a lot more precious about taking things out, but he was just, he just wanted it to work. He just wanted it to be realized and, and, and he loved Charlie and they got on really well. So it was the, the, the three of us really were the creative force behind it. And um, how was there on set? And if there was a query on a line, he, he, he was more than happy to change the line. And some writers are quite, stubborn and going well no that's that's said for a reason which of course you you do say in certain situations but you've got to be open you've got to be open and um and and some things might not play or you know they're coming out the the actor actor's mouth for the first time so um it's a collaboration and you have to be open to, to 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 change um and to act on when it comes to potential for sequels, you know, as I said before, there's more than one book when it comes to the Charlie Waldo thing. If the business is done, that makes everyone happy. Can you foresee potential return to uh, Charlie, uh, the character of Charlie Waldo and maybe another uh, neo-noir adventure in Los Angeles? Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, you know, the, the, the character is sort of understated in, in Last Looks is, is Lorena. Um on purpose it's trying to hold her back so that mm. you feel her throughout the film um and you know that that's what's driving him otherwise he wouldn't be doing it um and then the second book um is all about Waldo and Lorena and and I you know she's intriguing as a character and I want to know more about her um and they're they're more of a double act in 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 the second book um I'd love to revisit the character uh, of Charlie Waldo and Lorena, because I think that brings itself, you know, <laughs> some incompatible tension, uh, which is fun. And I think Charlie and Lorena got on so well that um, they're a good on-screen couple. So I think it'd be, I think it'd be such fun. To, and with the playground of LA and another case, yeah, great, off we go again. And then I think, you know, so, so let's, you know, let's see. I mean, I guess it you know, all depends if Last Looks is um, well-received and people want to see Charlie Waldo investigate more. I, I think it would be charming. I'd love to. Well, I've, I would love to see it because I think that Last Looks is terrific, terrific entertainment. It really was. Oh, I, loved the, I loved the performances. Um, I loved what you've done in regards to the whole kind of neo-noir structure. Um, really interesting, just to kind of like off the, off the, my, my brain kind of a question here you know a lot of times these films kind of rely on things like a narration and stuff like that thankfully you didn't have it in this film because like those kind of things could be a bit clunky um yeah. did you, any, any type of uh 
um, what's the word I'm looking for, any type of um, uh, idea at all to maybe have narration in it? Or was that something that never really kind of came to mind? Well, no, it's a really good point. I remember there was a note uh, when we tested it and someone had said, I think it came from one of the producers, have you thought about narration? And it, and it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's just, it, it, they weren't saying it to, that's what we should do. It's It was sort of like, you know, have have you thought about it? Have has that you know? Because when you when you create something, you do have to think of obviously instinctively. You make something and you you follow those instincts and and you you get it as pure as you can. But you can't help but sort of explore other avenues. Um, I personally never wanted narration, although you could use the inner monologue. Um, equally, I didn't want any flashbacks. I didn't want. Mm. It was very very easy to, to to rely on flashbacks when Waldo when there's the showdown in the end scene. You could easily have filmed and shot what he's saying, but I thought there's a maturity to keeping it in the moment in the room. And I think if the audience have got to this point, you're going to be you're going to be listening to everything he says because he's going to say things that you don't, you haven't looked at, haven't thought about. Even you know, there's another moment. You know, music can can also uh, sort of cheat your way through a scene. You know, there's, right. there's a moment where where Wardo goes to Pinch's house and he says, tell me, one, tell me what happened. And Pinch goes, okay, one last time. Now, there was an absolute obvious opportunity to put some music there. But I thought, no, let's just keep it bare because there's, a, there's, a, there's an emptiness to... There's a hollowness to his story. Yeah. And I, wa- I wanted him to be vulnerable at that point. And I didn't want the music to, to, to paper over um, how, how, you f- how you're told to feel. And it, it's, a, it's a brave choice because it was very easy. And I think I tried it with one note with music. And I think, again, the note came in, does this, does this scene need music? And it's like, no, let's just keep it confident and raw. Because up to that point, it's been very music heavy. And, and uh, obviously, you know, you can put music on the whole film if you want, but it, it eliminates the viewer, in my opinion, at, at certain points. Well, um, so I absolutely thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great, great um, use of restraint that combined with a great use of style. And for people out there listening, February 4 across the US and select theaters on demand and digital, I do encourage everyone to watch this film uh, in. Uh, theatres um, because, you know, it's a handsomely shot film and plus you've got movie stars in Charlie Hunnam and Mel Gibson and Morena Baccarin who, who deserve to be seen on the biggest screens as possible. Um, so everyone out there, last looks, February 4th. And Tim Kirkby, I thank you so very much for your time today. Congratulations with the film. Thank you very and, um, much. I hope we can talk again in the future. It's been uh, great talking to Let's you. Let's do it. Yeah, love to. Love to come back and chat to you.